the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You want to talk strategy, politics? No. You want to talk entertainment, retirement? No. 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 What's going on? Yep. Yep. So Sting's working well into his 60s, right? He's on tour yet again. That's a good skill to have. Ibano Vox, the ability to put food on the table. What would you do from age 60 to 100 if you had to do something for money? Or is that the period of time where you're like... Just being good to yourself at that point. So I just saw that Sting might be coming to the Bay Area. I've got the worst Sting story of all time. I just saw a guy who was at the same show. Have I ever told you this story? No, I'm not sure. I saw Sting and Peter Gabriel last year. I've always liked Peter Gabriel. I've seen Peter Gabriel enough that I don't want to see him anymore. But I've never seen Sting in a great scenario. I saw him 10, 15 years ago when they came to the Oakland Arena with the police. They were just awful. It was, yeah, I was there. It was, it was awful. an awful show. So I was like, I'm going to forgive Sting. I'm going to do it. So I went to the SAP Center. SAP Center has got about 18,000 people. Something like that. And um, I get 10th row seats. And I'm enjoying it. And the crowd's into it. And then there's like a song, and it's one song Peter Gabriel, one song Sting, one song Peter Gabriel, one song Sting. And their backup singers kind of helped each other. This couple in front of me, one seat in front, wouldn't sit down the whole show. So at one point in time, 17,998 people are sitting down because the song's just slow. It's the one of those Peter Gabriel, um, Stephen Biko songs. It's not a song you dance to. And uh guy must have been so stoned. He stood up and danced. You know the dance where like your hips don't move, but your whole upper body does? I know. I, I'm sounding like an old cranky guy. I went to a graduate. People should up the whole time. No more. I'm not going to take this anymore. But when 70,998 people are sitting down, taking a little bit of a breather, take a little bit of a breather to this song. Are you with me or are you against me? All right. All right. I'm with you. Anyway, it's Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. How are you, Tony? Good morning. Let's talk real estate, because we are in an environment where things are shifting from super low-cost interest rates, super low-cost mortgages. We went from an environment that shifted from too easy of credit in 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, to too tough of credit, but now we're starting to ease up a little bit, because every now and then you'll drop a bomb on me and go, oh, look, it's a no-document loan, or oh, look, it's a no-credit score loan. So things seem to be... um, Loosening. Is that a fair statement? It is. It is. And uh, you're talking about the 
low rate environment to transitioning to a higher rate environment. Um, it's catching a lot of people off guard. And I think we're going to see a little rush towards trying to either refinance or buy a house more in the buying a house side, because who doesn't want to get something in the 4% range now, which is funny because we were talking about the 3% range less than a year ago or two years ago. And now it, let's get something in the 4% range. So I mean, the standard I'm talking your low balance rate is now probably like 4.6 now. So yeah, they're moving up. Yeah. They're moving on up to the East side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> low down payment loans are the popular again. That's kind of, it's, it's, it's worrying me a little bit because one of the things I've been hiding behind in the last few years is our economy, our economic recovery is looking pretty good because loans were so difficult to get that if you got a loan, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be able to service that loan. And if you're able to service that loan, banks don't go out of business. Banks don't have failed loans. Banks don't tie to tighten too much. So is that kind of a truth? Yeah. You know, low down uh, banks are doing anything they can to get business. All right. We, we've already known that the big banks, the big like the Wells Fargo's Bank of America's and so on, they're moving towards just filtering the clients that they really want to focus on. And that's the high credit score, the high down payment, probably even clients of their own. And they really focus on them. So it's, that's leaves a lot of people kind of shuffling around looking for the right lender or the right product for, and the, the wholesale lending market has really picked up. They do more than 50% of the uh, origination in the United States for mortgages. And that's using a broker. And there's a reason because these lenders or investors are coming out and saying, we have pretty much a product for everybody. Uh, the loan down payment products are popular because, I mean, you look at a place like the Bay Area and, you know, $100,000 is 10% of a million dollar property. But in Denver, it's 25%. So you, the lenders have to figure this out and how it works for people. And they're doing products where like no mortgage insurance. And you're like, oh, with 10% down, it doesn't meet 20%. I'd have to get mortgage insurance. But no, there's products right now. You can get even through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and um, the, these products that don't have mortgage insurance. And it's it really is something that is needed part of the market. So you're going to keep seeing this type of movement towards looser regular looser. LTV credit score and other guidelines. I wonder if lenders prefer if like a, a Bank of America or a Wells Fargo or a United Wholesale Mortgage would rather do 10 loans at $100,000 or one loan at a million dollars or if they prefer lower cost markets like Austin versus the Bay Area. Um, I know that I know there's a lot of math in it. I know there's a lot of, you know, uh, algorithms in it. I, I, I think it's I think volume is always some sort of mentality like in the if you were in the car business, you want to sell more cars instead of like fewer, more expensive cars. I, I, I don't know how they were. I think volume speaks words. Uh, we, several years ago, I worked for a company where our office did a certain X dollar amount. It, let's just say it's a hundred million dollars a year in mortgages. Um, another person did the same amount, but they did more volume. They were in Sacramento. So they did three times more loans, but the volume was the same and they were recognized and we weren't. So it was, it's like, I think that they would go for the volume. Okay. That was kind of a weird situation. Cause I'm standing in the back of the room going, well, what about us? Yeah. It was kind of strange. Not worth getting into that much, but yeah. I, I think lenders want volume because they want the, they want the repeat business from those people later is yeah. the whole, the whole process. Gotcha. So I was just, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Um, it, it works on so many levels. On an individual level, if you buy a million, uh, $600,000 property, it goes up 
ten percent, you just made sixty thousand dollars. On a hundred thousand dollar property, you goes up ten percent, you just made ten. So individually, you score bigger with the bigger numbers, but you also risk more. Same thing with the banks. Sure. So it'd be interesting to study because uh, do we really think that a sixteen hundred square foot house in the Bay Area is worth inherently more for the house and the land than say Richmond, Virginia? Or Austin, Texas. No, it's the same house. It's the same land, except for the fact, oh, Facebook and Google work five miles down the road. Good one and not the other. So anyway, um, credit scores. How are credit scores uh, working these days? Didn't they get lightened up easy, made easier recently? Again, that goes back to the products. And to answer your question, yes. Um, We were just talking about a... uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. So lenders are are doing this neat little trick where they can, okay, we... You don't have to have a credit score uh, to use this product, but we're going to underwrite you under this other product and then switch you back over to the product as, uh, on the back end and sell it. So, yeah, lenders are really figuring out how to pretty much capture everybody. Um, you still want to look at your credit because the difference can be uh, about 1% between a 640 score and a 740 score, especially if you're in a jumbo loan or you're taking some cash out or it's a duplex or an investment property. So, yeah, credit, credit scores, scores are important to monitor a lot. Incredibly important. You can find Tony Mendez if you want to get a loan. He just did my loan last month. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220. KDOW. So maybe if I were to be a musician, would it be a background singer? Oh, Robert, I think you just killed my favorite song of all time. Or can I play, if nothing else, can I play the tambourine? (laughs) I'm the tambourine guy. Just so everyone knows what the score is, I'm the guy who plays the tambourine in band. Cowbell? Not good enough for that. Tambourine... I'm the guy in the Mad Max movies who's typically the governor of the colony who Max runs into. Next thing you know, the bad guys have the governor. He's, he's, he's strapped to the front of a car. They're, they're rolling into the village trying to, to scare the villagers. They, they, they shoot arrows at the fire. I'm that guy. I'm the puffy white guy who dies. I'm not the good-looking Mad Max guy who saves the day, and the the women go. I'm not the guitar player. I'm the cowbell. I'm not even the cowbell. I'm the tambourine guy. I'm the governor. I'm the puffy white guy. Oh, boy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Donald Trump and Russia. It's a thing. It's on... Like Donkey Kong. Suddenly we don't say rub- it's better to get along with Russia than not. And now, battered by U.S. sanctions, Russian markets are under pressure. They're losing money. So we've thrown sanctions on them. They've done chemical attacks or been involved. I don't know politics. They've somehow been involved in chemical attacks in Syria. That's as much as I maybe know. And enough people at the White House are angry about it. I don't know if President Trump is. He's got investments in Russia. He's got lenders from Russia financing some of his buildings. That's okay. Russians are rich. They got some rich people. I get it. 
but you can't kind of let that interfere with your presidency. So there's a lot of drama right now. And will we go to war? And will Putin back down? Trump was able to talk tariffs and taxes and with China and say, you know, why do they tax our cars 25% coming from the U.S. to China, and we only tax their cars 2.5%? And we got some conciliar, conciliation. I know, you're saying conciliation. I think I, 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 isn't it something to do with sexy time? No, no, no. Conciliation is just a big word that I just made up, and I don't know exactly what it means. I like the way you say that. I was trying to use the conciliatory. Uh, I'll just be quiet. This is not going where I want it to go. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's going to be a TV show where there's a billionaire is going to be given 90 days to try to start with 200 rough dollars and start a company worth a million and get a company worth a million dollars in 90 days. We don't know what it's going to be about. I will tell you right now, it's going to be scripted. <laughs> it's one of those reality shows that there's going to be drama that's like self-created. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So that's out there. Do you believe in the Great American Dream? Do you believe that you could start a company and succeed? I did. You know, did I succeed as much as others? No. Am I publicly traded? No. Was I able to get from age 20 to middle age fine? Yes. I don't even like talking my age. Let's just say this. I'm happy that when you fill out information about yourself that they sometimes say age 45 to 54 and not age 45 to 50. So we learned a big lesson. We learned that sometimes Theranos says they've got the technology they don't. Be careful on, on believing PR. We learned that when Mark Zuckerberg gets in front of Congress, the stock can go higher. In one of the most obvious sell the rumor by the news. Did you watch any of Zuckerberg in front of Congress in 2018? Do you believe him when he says, I'm good with regulation as long as it's good regulation? Facebook, Google, Twitter, big internet companies, right? All of them have different angles. All of them have different shtick. Some of them will be around in the years to come. Some of them won't. At one point in time, and this is the only thing Facebook should really pay attention to. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not giving business advice. But one point in time in the 1990s, there was a company called America Online, and they were dominant. They grew the internet. They grew subscriber bases. And as soon as your mom and dad got on it, it suddenly wasn't very cool anymore. Are you with me? What happened to AOL? At one point in time in the 1990s, Yahoo was a major company, as was Excite at Excite.com. Yahoo! I know, we haven't been able to use that sound in a while, so I snuck that one in. And now look how relevant Yahoo isn't. Excite, Lycos, search engines, landing pages. They were a big thing. They were big investments. They made billionaires who are still billionaires, even though their companies are worth nothing now. Steve Case from America Online owns most of Hawaii. I'm exaggerating a bit, but he owns a large part of Kauai. And yet his company's gone. Kind of magical, right? So there's that out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a guy, Tom Lee, who works at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. No, he doesn't. He, he works at Fundstrat Global Advisors, Tom Lee. And he's been a big bull on 
cryptocurrencies. He got in late when crypto hit roughly $19,000 for Bitcoin. He's like, it's going to 100000 Now he comes out, he comes out on occasion, you know, analysts and strategists and economists for big banks, brokers, they get, you know, put in the wheelchair. Let's take them to the TV station. And they get brought out of the crypt. They take them to the TV station, CNBC, and they, they get up and they look pretty and they look good and they put on makeup and they no longer look like... Do you remember the Crypt Keeper from Tales of the Crypt, HBO? Google it. Google it. YouTube it. Isn't it great that Google's kind of an action verb? Right? Are you with me? Against me. Google it, Google it. He's kind of lost some credibility with me, right? He was a bull. He was a bull. He was a bull. He's a bull. He comes out. He says, you know, Americans owe billions in, in profit taxes tied towards cryptocurrencies. He's losing a little bit of credibility. Could he be wrong before he's right could he be on to something more midterm long term and short term he's got it wrong all very interesting stuff now he's saying you know hey the recent pull tied towards taxes so you wait for tax season end right i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing more find me online at rob black show twitter rob black show youtube rob black show catch rob black and rob black and your money live on the bay area airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on am 1220 kdow and streaming live on the kdow radio app or kdow.biz and don't forget the weeknight replay at seven it wasn't that long ago that we were occupying wall street and we were marching for livable wages that's kind of toned down a little bit. Is it because the employment situation got better and people can't really complain if they're at work? I once heard a department, State Department um, leader, leader of the State Department. What, what's that position called? The head of the State Department. That's what we're going to call it. And uh, he talked about how do you solve terrorism? And he goes, you give people jobs. And I'm like, What? And when you hear that yet again, uh, it starts to make sense. The poor areas of the world tend to be the most have the most unrest. So how's the United States going to turn out? When do we have another Occupy Wall Street? Is it when unemployment's at 4% or is it when unemployment's at 10%? Last time we had it, unemployment was much higher. People were dressing up as, you know, banditos and tear bombing the G7s. Uh, so I'm, I am interested to see how this all ends because we are creating an enormous amount of wealth. People are buying houses, thousand dollars a square foot plus. They're not batting an eye at lash at it, knowing they could buy a house in Breckenridge. They could buy 10 houses. Secretary of state was the, the one that I was looking for. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Where does it all end? Um, what else do we have out there to talk about today, real estate-wise? We've talked about solar. We've talked about Californians leaving. What else you got for me, Tony? What are you seeing these days? And uh, I saw that the mortgage applications were down because the article was written that interest rates are higher. Um, are you seeing mortgage applications down? Not necessarily. Uh, you, you do see refinances kind of slowing down, and purchases are still where they are. So um, you, you were talking earlier about equity lines, how people are looking to may possibly do solar paneling or 
get that Tesla wall unit. And there's um, a lot of people, I have a client that's looking to add a room to their house. So equity lines are really popular right now. And one of the reasons is because over the last you know, five or six years, we've had low rates and people don't like touching their first loan uh, and refinancing at a higher rate. So they're just getting equity lines. But purchases are doing really well. Optimism's very high right now. There's still every realtor I talk to, there's still plenty of multiple offers. We just had a client lose out on an offer. He put $100,000 over, which was 12% over, and somebody went 50 grand over that all cash. So there's still a lot of buyers looking at properties, especially in what we call the affordable range. And I've done all the numbers based on the median price, median income um, with 20% down. And I I played out in the Bay Area about 1.2. So I think everything under 1.2, 1.3, if you want to push a little bit, is doing very, very well. Uh, I don't see purchases um, or prices being affected by the lack of buyers, if that's uh, one of your questions. Uh, refinances, they'll, they'll come around. There's plenty of reasons to refinance um, everything from taking cash out to getting rid of mortgage insurance or getting it from an arm to a fixed or a fixed to an arm. Um, before- what does it look like to be retired and to want to, you don't see the selling of the homes, but to buy another home. Um, you qualify the same way. You have, you have to qualify with income. You have to follow the, the ratio, you know, the debt ratios, but the general rule of thumb is the lower the rate you want, the harder the guidelines are, the looser the guidelines, the higher the rate. So if you want the best rates out there, you're gonna have to follow pretty tight guidelines, which include lower debt ratios, higher credit scores. And, uh, but there are the programs that, uh, a lot of people, there's not, here's the thing is they aren't advertised. Most of the guidelines in these programs or the little caveats of these programs aren't advertised. There's something called delayed, um, not delayed, uh, uh, asset depletion. Um, let's say you have a, uh, you retired, you have a million dollars, but you don't have a huge pension or you're not drawing off of your IRA yet. And so you can't show those distributions. You basically say, I have this many assets and they divide that by the term of your loan. And that becomes an asset or an income on a monthly basis. So there's that, um, self-employed people, there's bank statement programs where you can actually say, I get $10,000 a month from the jobs that I do, even though that I only claim 50000 a year in income, and you can use the full $10,000 gross. So there's a lot of programs out there that are helping like, people like that are going into retirement. But in retirement, it's Social Security, pensions, um, asset depletion, and any other you know self-employed income that they have can and go towards it, but there are programs out there. So it's not as dire as it might sound if you're retiring, but a lot of people that make mistakes are, um, they actually retire first, basically quit their job and then try to, to refinance without planning it out beforehand, or maybe staying in their house and forgetting that maybe we didn't want to really retire here. We want to move somewhere else. Can we afford it? Uh, can we qualify somewhere else? Those are the big mistakes we see. So a lot of tax laws have changed this year mm-hmm. <clears throat> with mortgages. I'm sure you're continuing education that you have to go through. You're probably learning all about the new tax law limits, the deductibility of mortgage interest to new loans up to $750,000 and interest paid on HELOCs, home equity lines of credit. Probably not deductible at all. Um, Itemizing your deductions is going to change a lot of tax returns next year. Have you seen people approach you as a mortgage lender differently? Yes. I'm going to ask you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that they're, they're taking into effect tax laws and yep. sizes of mortgages. And, and you're going to hear people say, well, the, the people who are buying that $1.5 million house and they're losing some of those deductions, um, well, they can afford it. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, sometimes the people who are wealthy are also the people who are 
really paying attention to the numbers. Um, we were talking about how Californians are leaving the state. I mean, all of a sudden you go, okay, well, I, I can only get $750,000 as a married couple to uh, write off the interest when I can, but my, my median home price in the area I want to buy is 1.2, 1.5. Why don't, why don't I move somewhere else? Um, that could start, it could bite California a little bit, especially places like the Bay Area and L.A., uh, a little bit harder. I'm a big fan of Thai foot massages. <laughs> you know why I bring that up? Sure, tell me. I'm assu- Well, first and foremost, I don't want to pay someone $150, $200 an hour to rub my back. Um, I'd rather pay someone $25 to $50 an hour to rub my back and feet or whatever. Um, but Thai foot massages, to me, where do those people live? And that's why I always bring up the $50,000 a year of income. And like, what sort of horrible things are we doing as a society so that I can have high-end real estate in a high, high-priced real estate in a low-end home? Like, whoa. So one of the things I like about mortgages, and I was asking you, are you seeing a big difference right now with some of the new tax laws and some of the higher interest rates? People still have to understand mortgages are awesome. They give you liquidity. Like right now, my, I, I, I could pay off my mortgages. I could pay off my car. Well, I could do a lot of, but, but why would you, but why would I? Yeah. I'm liquid. I'm liquid, baby. <laughs> uh, mortgages offer me cheap money. If today, let's say I murder someone, the judge is going to say your bail is going to be one ten million dollars and you're gonna have to uh, secure it with at least a million dollars of property or something. You know how much that loan is going to be a bail bondsman 15, 20, 25, 30%, right? A mortgage is still the cheapest cost of money on the planet. Like, it's ridiculous that I can go, I'd like um, $400,000. And the banker's like, you sure you don't want $500,000 just in case you need it? And it's, yeah. it's like, whoa. And how much are you going to charge me? 3 to 4%? That's yeah. amazing. Whoa. Yeah. Jumbo, the, the one thing we have seen recently is uh, everybody hears about conforming limits, jumbo loans. Um And then with the, the qualified mortgages and non-qualified mortgages, the, the great thing is that we are actually seeing jumbos and conforming rates getting close together. So you're talking about rates that are in the mid fours. Uh, right now, I think Freddie Mac has the rate at 4.55%. That sound about right on their primary mortgage market survey. Um, and that's hitting it pretty much on the nose. Um, and that's nationwide. And we're seeing places in, like in the Bay. And those are that's the 30-year fixed. We're seeing well, one trend we are seeing is people using more arms. Uh, the arm rate is usually about three quarters to a 1% lower. And that's become very popular, especially if you're looking at something, you're losing some of the tax interest deductions. So you might as well pay a lower interest rate. Um, so we're seeing a little bit more of that on the higher end. We're seeing people, you know, the, the last 12 years, 13 years in real estate has really uh, made people a lot more aware of what, what they're doing with their mortgages. So um, I'm pretty jazzed about, the kind of clients that we're seeing today. Okay. So the higher interest rates, the whole new tax laws, not really. Nope. Same pe- people look the same. Yep. Are they young Republicans? Are they, like, what, uh, <laughs> I don't are think they that, that's not on the application. So and if I, I'm pretty sure I'd be breaking some sort of law. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know that a lot of things changed last year and we have a president who seems not to like California or New York. I don't see a slowdown. Okay. I'm um, not in California. Um, I don't, I don't see a slowdown. And no changing of opinions, no people like you hear it, Rob. I, I get a lot of people come to me when the stock market's like IPOs are sexy. They'll be like, what's the next IPO? And or when tech stocks are, should I, should I buy Amazon now or should I wait for a dip? 
people are very like you know, you know the things that change right now. CPAs are, are hearing it. CPAs, okay. CPAs, their phones are ringing off. Like, what do I do now? What should I buy? Okay. Um, I, I advise everybody that is looking at a house to, to start with the CPA or at least have a team around you. C, CPA, CFP, mortgage guy, good realtor, good insurance. We always talk about Isn't having the crazy? professionals around you. We've known each other for like twenty plus years. Yeah. Now we have CPA friendships. Like whoa. <laughs> Who's your CPA? My CPA is back from we used to know the same bartender to now we know the same CPA. (laughs) Life has changed. Anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can also find him here Thursdays at 6 p.m. on KDOW. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. You know what I do before buying a stock? I do not sacrifice anything. Don't think that. I'm not evil. Whoa. Before buying a stock, I read the annual shareholder letter. I used to date the lovely and talented Juliet, who was a graphic designer, who did annual reports for banks like Mellon Bank. She had a kind of specific niche with the Pittsburgh area. But um, annual reports are awesome. If you read them, it's not quite as good as reading about Jugs Magazine, where in Jugs Magazine you learn about 16th century pottery. And how like how epic that that period of time was. Oh my my my! I mean, if you don't like Byzantine vases, what's wrong with you? So anyway, before buying a stock, I read the annual shareholder letter. It shows me who the competition is. It shows me what risks there are to the company. It shows me the board of directors. It shows me key figures in the company, key ideas. Once a year, the CEO writes a, le- a annual letter, shareholder letter. You have to check quarterly reports. You do a news search for one to three months for every major newspaper. And when you're in re- when you're in media, you have access to every major newspaper. You know, to be fair, I like the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal as basic ideas of news. Although I do realize, and I hope you realize, one of the flaws with news today whether it be Business Insider, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, is that some of those great journalists that we used to have years and years and years ago have been replaced with Reuters stories. And some of those great journalists that we used to have years and years and years ago have been replaced with 22-year-old Boston College journalist majors who are living with mom and dad in the basement and have never actually held a job, but they're writing about the jobs report. So there is a lot of problems in news. I always like watching Monday on Wall Streets. I feel like Larry King all of a sudden. You ever run the, if you had two dimes to rub together, why it doesn't turn into a quarter? No, no, no. You're a crazy old man who who's down to coming up with stupid ideas to throw out. But I always loved Mondays. Because <clears throat> that's when a lot of decision making from the end of the week in perspective to over the weekend to time to take action on Monday. So I could start drinking on Tuesday, which will carry me to Friday, and I can start thinking about everything again, right? So Mondays are interesting for me to watch because you see the money flows. Mondays are t- sometimes pretty interesting because some people get paid on Mondays. Now, this isn't as relevant as it used to be. Do you remember your boss? If you worked in fast food or pizza delivery or floral delivery, he'd, he'd have paychecks on Friday. And everyone would wander in right around 12 on a Friday. But oddly enough, the paychecks wouldn't arrive till like 105 after the banks have closed business for the day. 
That's kind of an old thing that's gone away, right? You used to watch people go to the bank. Single most important piece of advice I can give you on investing is diversify. Never, ever feel any shame in selling a stock that's run. When you see Nike up 20% in a day, and you're like, Nike's never up 20%. Well, it's up 20% a day. If you want to sell a little bit of it, there's no shame police that are going to come back to you and say, oh, you sold it too early. Well, maybe you sold Amazon too early, or maybe you sold Apple too early. But sometimes, if you want to book a little bit of a profit to feel good about yourself, it's okay. Because like stocks don't typically go from 100 to 110 in one day. Back when I was a young boy, young Rob Black, and my John Maynard Keynes lunchbox. Back in that day, I would read the paper with my father. My father would put me on his lap. He'd say, boy, let me show you something. And he'd show me the results of, of publicly traded companies. And you'd see companies like GE go from 47 and a quarter, because everything was priced in quarters and eighths, which again, people don't really talk about anymore. And you would see that in the last 52 weeks, it's been as high as 52 and as low as 46. You're like, man, that's kind of boring. It's not really moving much. But he goes, if you can get it from 46 to 52, maybe next year you get it from 52 to 56. I'm like, boring. Show me some price action. I'll bid a dollar on the showcase showdown. I don't care. I'm crazy. And then the next person bids $2. And you're like, oh, you're killing us all. So anyway... I I think the point of that one is get involved, be an investor, know what you're doing, buy stocks on dips. On occasion, if your stock has a a crazy good day, if you want to sell a little bit, that used to be a problem 30, 40 years ago when it cost you three to $400 to buy and sell a stock. So you get like $4,000 and it just costs you 400 bucks. That's 10%. You're already down. So you need that $4,000 stock, which is now actually just $3,600 because it costs $400 to buy. You need it to, to rock and roll for you even further. So that's like, that's how people set themselves up for losing. They would buy for the long term, but end up selling in the short term or thinking short term. But now fees are so low. Seriously, people, you can go to Robinhood right now and, and buy and sell stocks for free. Anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Have a game plan when it comes to life. Have a game plan when it comes to investing. Change that game plan every five to so years. Update it. You're a different human being, I hope. So I used to run over squirrels and watch them die. Now I just run them over. We change as human beings. I know you're saying, what did he just say? Did he just say he watched squirrels die? No, 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 no. It was a jokey. Behave yourself. We have all evolved on some level, I hope. Evolved. Moved up, changed, improved. Have a life plan and investing. Have a life plan for your life. Check back on it every five years because you will change. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.